0: It's time for The Bright Side, a coaching radio show for changemakers, the organizations and positive leaders creating positive change in the world. The Bright Side is sponsored by P-Link Leadership. At p Leadership, we have one big goal, to accelerate positive change. It's all based on fusing the sciences of human nature with the discipline of leadership to transform the world at work, or as we call it, accelerating positive change in a big way. And now as your host, Alexis Robin, Chief Experience Officer and Co-Founder of P-Link Leadership, I'm here to bring you 10 minutes of insight, theory, and actionable tips to support you on your journey of becoming the best version of yourself. 2024, and here I sit again, thinking about my intentions for next year. What do I want to do this year? Who do I want to be? What big, bold moves do I want to make? What do I want to make sure stays exactly the same? The beginning of the year is a great time to reflect on what's working in our lives, what's not. And at Peelink, we have a practice that we do each year with our team called the Bold Future. And this is where we spend some time fast forwarding to the end of the year and thinking back and asking ourselves on December 31st, 2024, what do we wanna sure that we've been done, experienced, created, and have. This is a great way to just riff off any ideas we have for the new year. Now you know if you've listened to the show for any period of time that I'm a huge believer in intentions over resolutions. Resolutions have to be put into place immediately in January and typically lead to people falling off the wagon, whatever wagon they're on, By the second week, there's even a day for it called Quitter's Day, where most people quit their New Year's resolutions. Intentions, on the other hand, give you the opportunity to push forward and think about where you want to be at the end of the year versus what you want to change today. When you think about where you want to be at the end of the year, you can spend all year getting there. So if you have a couple of stumbles, you can get right back on your wagon and you can try again. So that's why I'm all for intentions over resolutions. This is Alexis Robin, and you are listening to The Bright Side on life and leadership. So as you think about your goals for 2024, I highly recommend thinking about your goals in three different ways. The first way is feeling state goals. What do you want to feel more often this year? Do you want to feel more peace and ease in your life? Do you want to feel more accomplished? Do you want to feel more motivated? Do you want to feel more love? There are all different things that you can feel. And if you aren't sure how you want to feel that's not unusual. I recommend downloading a a list of emotions or an emotions wheel from the internet. You can just Google emotions wheel or list of emotions and you will be treated to copious different versions of lists of emotions. And you can kind of go through there and think, "Ooh, I would like to feel more delight. I would like to feel more synchronicity in my life. I would like to feel more relaxed or calm, whatever it is identify your feeling goals for the year. When you identify your feeling goals, then you can think about what do I do that brings that feeling forward? If you have something like joy on your list, what is it that you do that brings you joy? What kind of activities bring you joy? What kind of people bring you joy? What kind of events or hopes that you might do this year bring you joy. And that will help you start thinking about how to prioritize making space for those people, those things, those practices. The second set of goals that you can identify for the year are learning goals. So these goals are about what you want to be better at or say that you can do by the end of the year that you can't do now. So I was working with Angie Nakmus, who's our program manager at PLink. she's awesome, and she was saying like I want to be able to say that at the end of the year that there are things that I can do that I couldn't do at the beginning, and that's fantastic. So articulating what you want to learn this year, maybe you want to read a biography, maybe you want to learn how to be a better speaker. That's actually on my list this year. I'm attending the heroic public speaking class, which I'm super excited about, uh, and really learning how to become a performer when I speak and just fired up about that. So think about what you want to learn this year. Is it French? Is it guitar? Is it how to be a more effective leader? Is it how to use Excel spreadsheets more effectively? Uh, Is it how to be a better speaker? Any of those things. And then the last set of goals you may want to think about are your achievement goals. And these are typical goals that we normally think about. So what are you going to move towards in terms of achievement? Maybe it's financial, maybe it's physical achievement, maybe it is some kind of um, vacation achievement or a balance of, of work and life achievement. Maybe you are going to finally get that master's degree in something. Maybe you are going to finally finish that book you started writing. What do you want to achieve? So when you've identified your feeling, learning, and achievement goals, then you can really Think about what your intentions are. If your intention is to finish your book, what needs to happen and what are three different ways that you can get there? So um, oftentimes when we set goals for ourselves, we think about one way to get there and then we create our next steps. But. Research shows that you can actually do better at achieving your goals if you have multiple creative pathways and ways to get there. So I want to finish my book by the end of the year. One way that I could do that might be writing a little bit each day. Another way might be renting an Airbnb and holing up for a week and knocking out as much as I can. A third way might be to explore ghostwriters. Ghostwriters see if there's somebody who wants to write your book for you with all of your ideas. But being able to have multiple creative pathways will help you. So if you run into a snag, uh, let's say that you can't rent an Airbnb because you need to stay home with your ailing pet, then you can still continue to work towards it by writing every day or finding a ghostwriter. So you never uh, get stuck or frozen in your steps. Once you have those outlined, then you can go to your very next steps. Okay, so what is the very next thing I need to do to move forward on writing each day? Well, I would need to identify a time and how much time I would want to write what's the very next thing I would do if I want to hire a ghostwriter? Well, I guess I would have to research where do you find a ghostwriter and how much they cost. Um, But this gives you an idea of kind of how to get going. And then you want to create a motivating thought for yourself. And oftentimes when we think about our motivating thoughts, we think about how we're going to feel at the end. I will feel accomplished. I will feel proud of myself when I finish my book. Something that really helps you get in touch with your why in terms of why you want to do something. Now, oftentimes what gets in the way of us being able to achieve our goals at the end of the year or move towards our intentions is our own identity. We get stuck in old patterns, old identities, old versions of ourselves and That sometimes can can really put up a roadblock for us. So let's say you're somebody who wants to change your relationship with drinking alcohol. A lot of people do dry January. It's an opportunity to take stock. Some people do damp January. I like to call it dryish January where you take a few days off a week from drinking and um, just create a little bit of a cleanse for yourself no judgment either way, whatever you choose, doesn't matter. But if you have an identity as a party girl or somebody who's fun, oftentimes that can get in your way. So it might be a Wednesday night and you might think, I want to be a party girl tonight. That's my identity. And really your goal is to try not to drink during the midweek. That's going to be a challenge. So that's that's one example of how identity gets in the way. But it can also get in your way if you are stuck on a certain belief about who you can be or what you can do. So you might think, well, I'm just not smart enough to take that new role on, or I just don't have enough experience, or I'm not the kind of person who can redefine my life and leave everything behind. I would invite you to just blow up the identity Give yourself an opportunity to set the identity down for a week or two and try something new on and see what becomes possible if you let go of the old beliefs about who you are and what you can do. Question those beliefs and see how far you get. Once you've decided what it is that you want to do for the year then I recommend getting it in writing. So either putting it down onto some kind of list, creating a vision board, writing yourself a letter from the end of the year. There are a lot of different ways to do this, but something that you can look back on so you can remember. And then schedule on your calendar quarterly check-ins. So this is a great way to hold yourself accountable is every quarter, go back, revisit that vision board, revisit that letter from the end of the year and ask yourself, am I getting closer? Sometimes you'll realize you actually just forgot that you wanted to work on something and it's like, oh yeah, I need to get back on that and it can re-inspire you. You can also have an accountability buddy, somebody who can check in with you. Uh, I've been really successful over the last three years at Upping my core practice, uh, my friend Rebecca and I, my colleague, we both decided that we wanted to do core more regularly, and we both hated core, and so we decided we would do it together. And so every day that we do core, we text each other and let each other know that it's done. And there's just a little dopamine hit that I get every time I get to send that text that says that I finished my 10 minutes of core for the day. And the result of that is, after three years of doing this, is a pretty rock solid uh, core after uh, making the time and committing to doing a small practice multiple times a week. So accountability buddy can be really helpful. And finally, if a quarterly check-in or an accountability buddy aren't for you, then I just recommend thinking about one small practice you could do each month. So make a list that has January through December in it. And from there, you can list everything that you would like to do each month. So it might be just a little tiny thing in January, might be a little tiny thing in February, but all of those things will add up by the end of the year and get you closer to your intentions. All right, thank you so much for tuning in today to The Bright Side. We look forward to talking to you on the next show and wish you the best of luck in your intentions for 2024.